Hi, I'm Clark Dunn, your host of the Beyond Rockets podcast. Huntsville, Alabama is primarily known for being the Rocket City because of its close association with the U.S. space mission. But Huntsville is so much more than that. Huntsville is home to many high-tech companies, entrepreneurs involved in interesting startups, talented creatives, and much, much more. My goal is to introduce you to some of these individuals that are taking Huntsville beyond the rocket. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Rockets. In this episode, I sit down and talk with the owner and photographer of White Rabbit Studios that began as a love for capturing people and places and has evolved into a passion for providing top-notch film photography, cinematography, and DJ services. First off, thank you for taking the time to sit down and talking with me. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Ashley Vaughn, and I've been a photographer here in Huntsville professionally for 13 years. Um, and what started, like you said in the intro, as just a, a love for capturing little things here and there has now evolved into providing services for people who are really appreciative of the artistic endeavors behind photography. Are you originally from Huntsville or did work or family bring you here? I was born in Savannah, Georgia, but pretty much grew up here most of my life. Um, my dad's um, military career brought us here. <laughs> uh, how do, what was your background prior to White Rabbit Studios? And do you think some of that background maybe helped you for what you do now? Or is your background completely different? Um, well, I was going to school to do theater, actually. So, <laughs> um, And then I'd always just done photography. Uh, we found these old family photos recently of my sister. I think it was her first birthday. And you can see a 35 millimeter little purple <laughs> camera I had sitting next to me. So it's always kind of been there. My dad was a photographer. And so he kind of instilled the idea that, you know, life is so beautiful that it needs to be captured. And so I just kind of took that and, and ran. And then, um, yeah, started it uh, about a year after Andy and I started the record store. I was like, well, um, why don't I just try it out? <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> so I know that you moved to, you opened up your, actually your first brick and mortar in 2007 at Low Mill. Um, when did the idea actually first come to, like you said, you, was that a year before that, that you started kind of like having the idea or like how long prior did, did you have the idea? Like maybe I could do this for a career or for more than just a passion. Yes. So I would meet with clients outside of the record store. Um, <laughs> there was like a little little settee. This was when we were in the Flying Monkey um, okay. second floor of the mill. And so I just kind of had like a little couch area and a um, table with samples and like a real, I remember that there was a real cute like pendant light there. <laughs> um, and so that kind of got me excited with the idea of I could actually turn this into a career. Um, and then once they opened the first floor studios of Low Mill, I found like the perfect, it was like a little tiny corner. Um, I was looking at the third floor. I think if I remember correctly, they built the third floor out first and then they came back down to the first floor and I was going to do a third floor studio. And then the first floor got done and there was like a little tiny studio 110 and it was a little bit smaller than the rest of the studios. I walked by it and the light it got, every, I just like fell in love. And yeah. so I went and applied for it and um, got it. So Wow. <laughs> so I know that like um, the low mills played a huge part in kind of, I mean, like you, you, you mentioned a lot in your, in your website talking about, the, about you and about the, about the company. How important do you think, do you think a place like Low Mill um, was how you were successful or do you think you could have been successful if in just other endeavors or other places you would have actually operated and, and worked out of? That's a really good question. Um, I think Low Mill gave me the confidence to be able to put money down into a studio to see what would happen. Yeah. Um, 
I first went up to the mill doing Crash Boom Bang Theater, was a theater troupe that was up there. We were um, just kind of an independent theater group that did a lot of really zany things. <laughs> we wrote, directed, produced everything from the ground up. And um, while I was there all the time for that, we saw a space come available to rent for the record store. And then that was just like, we saw how successful that was. And then when I, like I said, they built the third floor out and then the first floor, I was like, well, why don't I stop meeting outside of the record store and see (laughs) if I can get my own four walls. Um, But I think because Low Mill is so cultivated around artists that it allowed me to, um, I guess not be as nervous as taking that step. Yeah. And it kind of was like, well, this is my second family. You yeah, know? And like everyone there is doing something creative. Yes. So like I can do something creative too and also be here. Yes. And it would just, and then, you know, it just allowed me to build up the confidence and it allowed me to build up my portfolio. And it's just a great place to meet people. And it was just a really good spot to, you know, put my logo on the f- first. It was on the glass. Now it's, you know, I moved into a three, uh, well, we split 4,000 square feet. So I moved into a 1,000 square foot studio um, in two Januarys ago. And so now my logo is like outside of <laughs> the glass garage door. And I'm just like, wow, I never would have thought. Yeah. Never. So but. where did the name originally come from for White Rabbit Studios? I love Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Some people try to be like, oh, is it deep? Like the white light hitting the lid. I was like, no, it's just I like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> So I think a, a big thing that kind of separates you from other photographers in town is that you primarily shoot on film. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you prefer film and what does the film allow you that maybe digital can't? Well, I just, nothing beats film. Um, I learned photography on film. There was no digital when I like first started photography or even when I was a kid playing around. Um, so I think it's just comfortable um, and it's what I learned on and it's how I knew to allow the light to hit the emulsions is a lot different. Like when you are metering for a film photo, you typically meter for the shadows so you can make sure all your all your dark spots and areas in the in the shot are gonna be, you know, there. Whereas digital you're metering more for highlights or midtones so you don't blow out your highlights. Um, and so I just think that when you compare the two, you're actually working with like physical silver versus pixels and there's just something tangible there that digital doesn't quite have um digital super convenient though like i'm I'm, I'm not (laughs) hating on digital at all such an easy thing just to snap with a digital camera and be like oh like and especially now like i mean i I have a sony a7 iii and i can shoot on that and then connect it direct to my phone transfer the photo over and have it posted within the same hour yeah easy peasy Uh, and it's no problem it's easy and like you said i mean it's just convenient yeah um, I think that's why a lot of, I mean, I feel like nowadays a lot of photographers kind of stray away from film is because mm-hmm. it is a lot more work. It takes a lot more time. And I think you have to put a lot more into it, uh, into the craft behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think there's a lot of craft you find in digital too, but I mean, just the, sure. the overall process, it's not just a click and edit yeah. and go. It's like, a, I have to really set the scene before I can even take the picture. Yeah. And it helps me ke- keep really engaged with the scene. Um, it allows, you know, I, I usually do a general light reading whenever the scene changes, get an idea of what I, you know, my metering boundaries, so to speak. And so I kind of know where I can play and where I can, you know, where I'm going to have to push it a little bit or where I would maybe need some artificial light with flash or whatever. Um, and then I will say though, as far as like, the beauty about film is there's not much post-processing that needs to be Mm -hmm. done. You know, my personal favorite 
use choice of film is Portra 400. It's a Kodak brand. Um, and it just nails those skin tones perfectly. It really harnesses the light really nicely. And where we are in the Southeast, we have like a lot of those lush greens and it holds those colors so true to life. And, you know, if I were shooting out in the desert, then I would probably maybe do more of like the Fuji 400H, even though that film just got discontinued (laughs) and a lot of photographers are really upset about it. Um, But there's, and then like if I were going down to the beach or I was shooting at a carnival, then I'd probably do some poppy color punches with Ektar. So it's just really cool because, you know, film, if you choose the right stock, it can really help play into your your scenery a lot more. And I really enjoy that. And I use um, a local, I use Sutherland's, they're a local Mm -hmm. company, love them to death. And, um, so I'll drop my film off and then they'll have, like, I just dropped off 34 rolls from my last wedding and they had it to me in a day. Oh, wow. So I'm able to get it to my clients. Normally my, my post, uh, process, I as I tell my clients about two weeks from your wedding day, I'll get you your gallery. But now with Sutherland's fast turnaround, I mean, I could get it to them within a week. Oh, wow. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's like, it's, it's one of those crazy things. Cause like, I mean, I guess with COVID, but still you dealt with a lot of probably production issues with getting film. I mean, was that tough? Was there ever an issue where like you would go and you would either buy everything they had and you would basically buy them out or you would go and not be able to find what you're looking for? Um, I'm part of a film supply club, which you just sign up and they give you like a discount on film if you buy in bulk. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of, a hoarder <laughs> anyway um i or you know i guess a nice way to, i'm a collector of things mm. um so i also collect film and so i knock on wood have never been without film okay. um i always make sure that <laughs> my supply i usually order about four times a year okay. i do big bulk orders um just to make sure i have it because like i said you know some weddings you're i'm going to use 30 rolls of film more like elopements i might use 15 so yeah. it just kind of depends um and then you know every wedding's so different if every detail on the table is going to be different then that's going to be a lot more than if it's the same arrangement on the table um so yeah, I just make sure I'm never with it. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned a lot, like you were throwing around this, like your, your knowledge of the film and different kinds of film and all that sort of sorts of stuff. Is that knowledge something that you just taught yourself or did you have somebody kind of like a mentor or somebody that you, um, you, see, I mean, you, see, you grew up taking fo- photos on film, so you've had a lot of experience taking it, but is that something you just self-taught or did someone kind of like guide you or did you read up on this or how did you kind of gain that skill? My dad taught me photography originally. Um, as far as like learning the film stocks, that was just trial and error. It was just, um, let's see what happens if I shoot this film today. And then, um, one thing my dad taught me to do was write down everything, uh, like what I took a photo of, what my lighting conditions are. And that's something that most traditional photographer, former photographers like just do anyway. Um, it's how you can learn if your camera has a malfunction, it's how you learn, um, how to meter properly or when you can push it. Like most of the time you don't want to handheld anything lower than 60, but, um, I push it sometimes I can do 40, uh, handheld, but it's, it's taking those kind of notes that made me realize, oh, I really like the way greens are with Portra, or I really like the way soft pastels are with Fuji. Um, I mean, of course, in every, niche of anything there's going to be groups of people who are talking about it um so when i was more active on facebook i was in a lot of photography groups and you know became friends with a lot of west photographers that shot out west and then they would primarily use fuji so then i would try fuji down here and i it turned the greens more cyan than i liked and so i was like "Eh." um but i just think there's a time and a place and you learn what 
your eye sees and what your eye likes, and then you hope that that's what your clients are going to like. Yeah, and I, and I think like as like you said, it's it's kind of hard. I feel like it's almost hard sometimes too if you're in it every single day to kind of take those notes. But it's mm-hmm. important when you take those notes because then you can look back on like, oh, I had a big shoot last week or two weeks ago. Oh, I can I, I, I that picture didn't turn out exactly what I wanted to, and now I have a note that says, okay, I kind of did it like this. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe I should try it like that next time. And yeah. then you're able to kind of adjust and adapt. Because I mean, everything's uh, the scenery you're taking is always adapting and always changing. Oh, I mean, for sure. like, you just never know where the wedding could take you, or, yep. or just what, what you should capture and when. Yeah. And sometimes the best photos are ones that you don't even expect. Right. I absolutely agree. And you know, sometimes in the photography world, you get people who are um, very tense about. Uh, you're copying me or something like that. But when you think about it, there's no way the same scene can be replicated by two photographers. No, they're not standing in the exact same spot. They're not using the exact same gear. And even if they were, that light changes like that. And so, you know, it's just kind of, it's nice to be uh, aware that you're inspired by people without Mm -hmm. thinking that someone's copying you or whatever, because the world's just too small to think like that. There's like like a book called Steal, Steal Like an Artist. And it's like, everything's not... Everything that's like could kind of be created probably has been, yep. but there's it's just a matter of like, and you never know what you're doing that someone else has probably already done. Oh, for sure. And so like, even it, nothing's really original, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of like your perspective and your and your ability to it make that something new for yeah. you and your interpretation. Yeah, yeah. So I know that in 2018, uh, you actually had a huge thing that was presented to you, an incredible opportunity, mm-hmm. and you were able to capture the scout guide. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you benefited from this opportunity and? For those who may not know what the Scout Guide is, can you kind of explain a little bit about it? Sure. Um, The Scout Guide is a nationwide brand um, that celebrates local businesses in the communities. And Don Pompelli brought it to Huntsville. Thank you. And um, (laughs) I I had found a couple Scout Guides traveling. I think my first one was New Orleans. And I was just looking through. And it took me going through it four times to be like, what am I even looking at? Like, this imagery is so beautiful. What what is this? What you know? And then I realized, oh, it's a collection of editorials, like so to speak. And so I started visiting some of the shops in New Orleans that I would see, and then talk to them about it. And they told me how how great they love it and everything. I was like, oh well, man, this would be so good if Huntsville had it. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm on Instagram and I see TSG Huntsville, <laughs> and I was like, is like people you may know. And I was like, who is this? And I messaged, and I was like, um, I don't know who you are, but I would love to talk to you. I think this is a great opportunity for Huntsville. And then she messaged back, like, actually, you're on my radar to talk to. You've been recommended. <laughs> and so we set up a meeting. I think we were probably only supposed to meet for an hour, but I think it went some odd two hours. And we just, like, <laughs> gabbed the whole time. It was so nice. And then she was like, okay, well, I've got other people to meet with, but I'll get back in touch. And I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it, it obviously ended up working out. And it's just fantastic. And what Scout Guide has definitely, like, so weddings are a huge passion of mine. Another passion is um, providing businesses with editorial imagery that they can use on their websites that they can use on their Instagram um, that just kind of tells a little bit more story behind their brand. Uh, Piper and Leaf was really good about letting me kind of explore that opportunity with them years prior. And so um, I've had those kind of things already built in my portfolio, but Scout Guide allowed me to reach people who I might not have ever been on their radar or vice versa. And so it opened the door for me to meet all these fantastic people to get creative, like certain businesses, some, you know, there's certain that you just got to get a good portrait of them. And that's amazing. Yeah. And that's what their business needs. Others, it's neat when you can get a little bit creative. And over the years, you know, we just wrapped volume four. And over the years, it's 
so amazing to see people who have re- who are returning, you know, uh, people who are turning to the guide year after year. They're just like you. You come up with everything. Yeah, we you're in our we're in your hands this year, and it's like oh my gosh. So <laughs> then it's like the you know woo. What are we gonna do? Um, and so that's real exciting to see as the years have gone on how much trust people are putting in us um, with the guide and being like no no no. We want you to do what you're you're here to do. So it's just a really exciting publication to be a part of and um, just beyond an honor to meet these folks and to capture them and to pres- the way it all gets presented and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. like, it's like, like, and if anyone that's listening that hasn't picked up a book or seen it, most most local businesses in town will have some uh, a book at their location for you to pick up. It's free to pick up. It's an incredible book. It's It's just like the best look book you'll ever you'll ever experience like i i i find myself not like i'm not a huge reader of just like physical books i'll read a lot on like kindle or listen to a lot of books mm-hmm. listen to a lot of podcasts but that book is just one that you continue to fold, like just flip through because it yeah. just in there's so many times i'll go through it three or four times and find someone new every single time yeah like i just don't realize you have a picture of this person and i'm like oh i've been looking to connect with it like yeah. it's just the connection you can make within that book it's, it's incredible it really is and that's what i think one of the best things that it has done for huntsville and it's so cool when we do like mixers and stuff that you see two people who whose businesses might not otherwise connect just like they you know from across the room you're like oh look you know and it's just really <laughs> neat to see um because I believe in community over competition. And so when you bring people like this together and you see that it is a a way to live, it's just really exciting um, to watch all of that unfold. So when you first started um, the business, I guess it was, was, you already had one business sort of started with (laughs) with Vertical House Records, Mm -hmm. um, but you you quickly, within the first year or two of you starting that, you, you started White Rabbit Studios. What interested you the most about being your own boss? Oh, um... Everything, <laughs> every like, I remember sitting uh, in in class one day, in an English class one day in particular, and just being like, "Man, why am I here? Like, this is just not where I'm meant to spend my time. Um, I'm taking these classes to what teach drama, to teach theater. What I mean, no, that might be cool, but that's not. I'm yeah, probably not the best teacher. <laughs> um, and then I was like, well, why don't I just explore photography? And I was like, well, why don't I need to go to school for that? Why can't I just learn that on my own time? Yeah. And so I think it's just um, one of one of the things that drew me to it is I personally don't think we're put on this earth to work all the time, like yeah. to slave away at a job to pay to live you know like I think we should just be able to live so being my own boss allows me to set my own hours to to say okay I'm gonna work these days and then I'm gonna not do anything these days if I don't want to yeah um so I just think the the freedom and the flexibility yeah and I, th- I think there's a lot there's a lot that you can gain from it I mean one of the things you do most in your life is work so yeah. you might as well do something you at least enjoy and something yeah. you can kind of do when you want. Absolutely. Um, so one thing I kind of want to bring up is so like before this interview, I was looking through your website, kind of pulling information and like seeing like I, I've known about what you've done and what you, what you do with the studio for a very long time. But I think there's a lot that's kind of grown over the years, um, added new parts. But one thing I wanted to bring up, that I think is it was it was super interesting and also just like incredible just to read um, was actually your bio. And so uh, looking at your website um, and I think this is incredible for anyone that's listening, looking for somebody doing photography and just the passion behind the photography, I think is super important. And this, um, your, your bio for yourself was incredible. Aww. 
and, and it's it's it I'll kind of skip a little bit but it says every day I'm inspired by love and how it radiates such pure joy and I'm honored to capture these feelings and tell the story of your life through my lens with an uh, an obtrusive nature and a careful eye I aim to present timeless imagery for you to call family heirlooms and I think that's incredible I mean I I think that's one of those things that like you said with the kind of doing film photography and doing something that is such an old adage and the old the 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 way that which we've been creating photos forever Mm -hmm. and still doing that to this day but capturing these new and insightful and exciting things that are happening either in town for people I could said weddings all sorts of stuff I mean you offer on your website you offer weddings elopements, engagements, editorials, portraits, travel, and then you have a year in review. And mm-hmm. I think that's incredible. And anyone that's uh, listening, definitely visit the website, look at all her stuff. I mean, I think it's there's a lot of stuff there. And I think there's a lot of opportunities that people maybe just didn't realize that you you do. And mm-hmm. I think there's it's so much that's grown. When you first started, were you offering a lot of the stuff you offer now? And how has that kind of grown throughout the years? Um, no, when I first started, I would like anything you wanted me to photograph, I'd photograph it. <laughs> um, just to kind of see what I liked and what I didn't like. And I've quickly learned what I feel confident doing. And I know what I would recommend another photographer to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that grows and that changes, um, with, ev- with any professional, you know? Uh, so I've, I've now, my favorites are the weddings and the editorials, Portraits are easy. Um, now that I have like a studio too where I can do, um, I offer one roll sessions where you come in studio and if you just need some quick headshots or you need some product shots or whatever, it's just an easy way for us to connect, for you to get good imagery. And it's just right in the studio where, you know, you can walk around the mill afterwards. And um, so as every year I kind of reassess like, okay, what worked this year? What didn't work? You know, what do I want to do? Um, I've, I've, always been a goal setter so I already know what my next five years I hope will happen (laughs) Um, and so I just kind of chip away and work towards that and um, it's just something that I can't turn off like I can't turn off how like I can't not think about what the next five or ten years what I want it to look like and so I don't I mean I could change what if one day I wake up and I don't want to photograph weddings doubt it but (laughs) you never know I'm never going to say never so um, it is interesting to see how things have changed and, um, what I've grown more, um, wanting to photograph, mm-hmm. you know? So looking at this, um, journey over the last, I mean, 11 years more, I mean, you, you've been on this journey for a long time <laughs> doing from the business, from kind of having that background with, uh, Vertical House Records, starting that with, uh, with Andy and then going from there. How much, uh, what is something now that you know in this journey, in this, in this process that you wish you would have known when you first started? Patience. Patience is key, which is something I'm always having to teach myself. Um, when, like when I first launched, it was like, well, why am I not booked every weekend? Why am I not, um, you know, the number one photographer and everything? (laughs) I was like, well, I just started, you know? And, um, I actually started with a, a partner. It was a friend from high school. And then she she moved so we kind of we split the business and everything um everything's fine but it was just one of those things like at one point in our partnership I wanted just to start introducing the film when we were both still shooting digital but she didn't really know how to do that and so it was one of those things that it was like 
well, where do we go from here? And we worked through that and we figured it out. And then when she moved away, I was like, okay, this is my time to shift to the film and really make it work. And so learning those processes of what works and what doesn't work was awesome with a partner. It's a little harder when it's just me because (laughs) I am in her conflict all the time. But um, I actually forgot. What was your question? (laughs) What is something that you know now that you wish you had known? Oh, yes, patience. Yes, right. Um, And so, you know, knowing that I'm not going to, like I would just said, I have like a five-year goal plan. Like knowing that tomorrow I'm not going to wake up and have met my five. five. (laughs) Yes, that it's going to take time. It's going to take struggle. It's going to take life lessons. It's going to take all kinds of time to get there and just to to let that happen and to let it play out because I am just the type of person where I want it to happen instantly. I like (laughs) that instant gratification, um, but that's just not always the case. And so patience is something I'm often having to work on with myself. Over this journey, uh, how much of your success would you contribute to being in the right place at the right time? And how much would you contribute to your hard work? (laughs) That's tricky. Um, Because I'm totally the... I have the mindset of, oh, if it's meant to be, it'll be, you know, like I, I work hard, but I also don't fight. Like if something's not working out, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to like let it go or maybe it's not time yet or whatever. Um, probably a, 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 shoot 50, 50. I don't know. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's like, I think it's a lot of it's like the timing you never really know noticed at the time. Mm Mm-hmm but you notice in hindsight. Exactly. And I think in hindsight, you you were working with what you needed to work with yep. and you happened to be at a good time. Yep. But you didn't know either one of those things were happening. You just, it just did what you were doing. Yeah. And this is like, this is what the day looks like. Um, and I feel like being a small business owner, often like your, your days are, your days are never the same. Mm-mm. But what does a typical day look like for you on a day that you are in the studio or are working? Okay. So I have a couple of ways. Um, if it's if I don't have a shoot scheduled, then um, I come in the studio, I answer emails. Um, if I haven't gotten like stuff on Instagram, I'll work in, on Planoly and getting stuff scheduled out. And um, if I have a wedding on the docket, then I'll be processing that. Usually when I get my film back from the lab, I have to rotate out my verticals just something easy to do in Lightroom and then um, delete any blinks or whatever and get the gallery ready, upload it to Instaproofs, which is my proofing site, and then, you know, email the clients, hey, you did your photos, yeah. <laughs> um, and then kind of tell them the next process of what we, how you get your final package um, and then just kind of upkeep with all that. Uh, and then if I do have a studio or I have a shoot in the studio or on location or whatever, then, you know, probably three hours before the shoot, I go ahead and make sure I have all my bags packed and the film's ready and everything. And then I just, um, I just kind of pump myself up and get ready. (laughs) And then if it's in the, if it's in the studio, usually I have multiple color backdrops. So by that point we've decided on kind of what color we're going to start with they come prepared, and so I get my backdrop hung and dropped, um, kind of clean up the studio, get them like a little dressing room area ready if they need to change, um, and just kind of be mindful of, you know, the space and make sure people aren't like just coming through when, when I'm having a closed session yeah. studio. So one thing you kind of mentioned just like earlier was you've been able to kind of do different skills along this, along this journey and kind of add things to your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Like the Scout Guide's been a huge addition to your portfolio. And I think one topic that I've, I've recently kind of, I don't know how I got on it a lot, but there was, a, I watched a YouTube video and it's about how Instagram is not your portfolio. Mm. What is your opinion on, um, 
the benefits that Instagram does offer you to be able to showcase your photos, but also why having maybe a other portfolio either on your website is also a very important thing. I am a huge advocate for web web design still. Like I think of what there's nothing touches a good website. Um, it's a way that clients can come and see, you know, Instagram, I try to highlight um, either nine or 12 images from that session or that wedding or that editorial or that travel plan um, just to kind of give the sneak peek with mm-hmm. the intention that you will go and look at the full blog post or yeah. whatever so, so you can see it all. Um, I think Instagram is a great way to connect with people and for people to get like a glimpse, but I hope that folks will go to my website and if they are looking at, you know, for a wedding photographer, they can go and they can see so many shots of a wedding and not just nine or 12. Because it's hard to pick just nine or 12 to show. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, even further, I encourage people like, hey, email me. I'm going to send you a full gallery. You can see like the full proofing sites. You know exactly what you're getting because, you know, it's easy for photographers to cherry pick their favorites and then to put them online and promise a lot that maybe they can't deliver. And that's one thing that I've always wanted to be upfront about is like, I am, you can look, I have nothing to hide. You know, you can look, look into the depths and the depths of my, (laughs) my portfolio and you can see everything. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Instagram's neat to connect with and to, to have that quick engagement. But um, I, I think it was 2020 or 20, I can't remember whatever year. I recently just finished that website and um, designed it completely from scratch. And it was, um, ooh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's a graph, or a graphic designer with Web Cognate Minor. And so he was like, you know, I can help you. And I was like, no, 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 I want, this is, I, I, this I is have to do this myself. This, this is, is me. This is going to be my website. And, you know, I asked for a few opinions and stuff and some people were like, it's a lot. And I was like, well, I mean, how do you, like, I, I have a lot to show. How do I encompass, you know, cinematography, film photography, DJ service, you know, without being, without not, yeah, yeah. I, I got to have five pages. I got to yeah, have, I got to be able yeah. to show Cause like I want, like you said, I want someone to be able to come in and see from start to finish yeah. what, what the project looks like. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, you get to pick and choose your favorite nine or 12. Yeah. Sometimes it's a hard decision to choose just nine, but yeah. also you can also have a really bad shoot and choose nine Nothing. good shots. Yeah. yeah. So you have other, you have the extremes of both ends. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to someone that's listening that's interested in starting their own business? Um, but not really sure how to start it and are kind of scared of what the future might hold. Oh, gosh. I mean, the future's scary, whether you own your own business or not. So <laughs> just do it. Just try it. I mean, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Some money? I, I, I mean, <laughs> I think it's one of those things, too. It's just like you learn, even if you jump in it and you try it and you fail, you probably learn more than if you just didn't try it at all. Right. And then you don't have that what if, what if, what if, what if. Yeah. You know, it, if anything, it'll be like, well, what if I had done it this way? Then do it that way. You know, like sitting there and being oh, well, what if I fail? And what's the, what's the saying? Like, oh, but darling, what if you fly? You yeah. know, so it, it's just, um, that life is so short and you just, you just got to go for it. How can people that are listening connect with you and support you and even maybe reach out for a wedding photographer? Uh, well, you can find me at whiterabbitstudios.com, um, Instagram, whiterabbitstudios. I'm not really active on Facebook anymore. I think I actually turned off my messaging, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty much there. And so you can reach out and I'm happy to answer any questions. Also, if any aspiring photographers or professional photographers are listening and have any questions, I'm more than happy. I'm an open book. I didn't invent photography. <laughs> everything that everything I've learned is on the Internet um, or in books. So uh, or 
if it's in my brain, then I'm happy to to share it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. I love learning more about your story and the story of White Rabbit Studios, and I continue to look forward to the success you'll have at Huntsville for years to come. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond Rockets. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well as you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Beyond Rockets to stay up to date on the new episodes and the events that are going on in Huntsville. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed.